welcome to Quills and Cloaks, a writing and fandom podcast, delving into the world of fandom discussions, author writing tips, and of course, all things Harry Potter. I'm Christy J. Whitney, and I will be your host and your professor. So unroll those parchments because class is in session. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm feeling really good about getting some new episodes up and running, and I want to thank everyone for their patience over the last few months as I took a bit of a hiatus to work on other things. But we are back, and if you've been tuning into the podcast, you know that I speak a lot about books and the writing process, but today we are swinging the pendulum back towards the fandom side of the podcast, and we will delve back in with some more Harry Potter content for a bit. For this episode, our topic is going to be somewhat tongue-in-cheek as we chat about the Hogwarts professors and why none of them would be very good teachers in the real world. Now, I don't have time to get into all of the working professors at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry today, so I'm going to focus on a few of the main characters. However, I am not opposed to expanding that discussion at a later time. So we're not talking about the subjects they teach or the fact that it's a magical school. Obviously, we all know that this is very fantastical and not grounded in the real world, which leads us to an interesting point. When I have discussions with other Harry Potter fans about the professors, and yes, it's usually related to Professor Snape, because as I've said before, because of my background as a literature teacher and because I have cosplayed the character for so long, I do tend to get a lot of questions and comments related to Snape as a character. And one of the criticisms I receive about Professor Snape has to do with how terrible a teacher he is in the books. In actuality, if we look at things objectively, we have to conclude that none of the Hogwarts professors were really what I would call great teachers. Not to mention that all the professors put their students in harm's way on a weekly basis due to things they either did in the classroom or actions taken outside of the classroom. Now, we know Hagrid has a delusional view of safety, which can perhaps be forgiven a little because he wasn't actually given teacher responsibilities until book three. But he spends a lot of his time around students and he's constantly and recklessly careless. Dumbledore as much as he's praised for being the best headmaster ever, appoints professors who actually create dangerous situations at the school. And outside of deplorable safety uh, from all the professors inside the classroom, there were issues as well. Think about Professor Benz, the history of magic professor, who only lectured and pretty much ignored the students the majority of the time, not to mention that most of the students just slept in his class. And Just as much as we would like to put all of the bullying behavior on Professor Snape, Professor McGonagall also did her share in the way she talked to students, especially Neville, who she intentionally embarrassed. But I would like to make two points here before we move on with the rest of the episode. Number one, we have a very limited and biased view of the Hogwarts professors in the books. In reality, we only get to see small amounts of actual classroom teaching time in the books. And when we get those glimpses, they are always through Harry's eyes. Harry didn't care for most of his subjects anyway, 
So when we look at things through his lens, we can't be sure how much was Harry was actually paying attention, nor can we really accurately judge a professor and their teaching based on one person's viewpoint. Even when we do get details from other students about teachers, they're mostly other Gryffindors and also being filtered through Harry's point of view in the narrative. In other words, teachers are not presented in an objective light. Plus, Harry was not a great student. That is evident in the books, and he is biased towards classes and teachers based on whether he likes them or not. If you look at someone like Hermione, she really only ever struggled with two classes during her time at Hogwarts. One was divination, and the other was Slughorn's potions class, and we can understand why. But the fact that she, as well as most of the other students, succeed in the classroom and pass their exams shows that their professors were at least proficient. If professors had a large failure rate, just like in the real world, that would be a red flag. But almost all the students seem to do pretty well or at least manage to pass their subjects. Number two, Hogwarts is a fantasy location in a world of magic. Therefore, we can't place the same teacher expectations on those professors as we do real teachers. The professor characters are not in the books to be accurate examples of teachers. They serve different purposes throughout the story arc. But even if we still did try to judge these professors up against real world standards, we also have to remember these books were written in the 90s and the style of teaching presented was closer to a boarding school. There are many people my age who had plenty of teachers with similar bents to a McGonagall or a Snape when we were in school, especially the strictness, the public embarrassing of students, the insulting sarcasm. Obviously, these traits have been exaggerated greatly for a fictional magical story, but could still be based on real qualities. That is to say, honestly, if we break down any of the adult characters in the Harry Potter series, they aren't going to hold up to real people and what is acceptable or unacceptable. Because at the end of the day, this is fantasy, not reality. But on that note, let's shift gears to talk about Professor Snape in particular as a teacher. Now, I don't ever defend him as being a prime example of a good teacher in the traditional sense. I certainly don't hold him up to a measuring stick based on real people and real teachers. Instead, I look at Snape within the framework of the story and the magical world created by the author. So many people say he was the worst teacher at Hogwarts or that he was terrible at his job or that he didn't teach students or he created an environment where students couldn't possibly hope to achieve anything. There are many podcasts and articles about these subjects, and they are fair accusations. So I want to take a few minutes and look at the things that Snape did get right as a wizarding teacher in a magical school setting. So, Professor Snape, things he did right. Number one, Snape actually has a teaching philosophy which many of the Hogwarts professors don't really have at all. And his philosophy was based on this. He was a realist, not an idealist. Let's start with one of his famous quotes. 
It may have escaped your notice, but life isn't fair. Now, Snape is really good at balancing Hogwarts to some of the other teachers that are there. Because of his realist attitude towards things, he doesn't treat the students like children from the beginning, but rather as growing adults. In fact, we see this more clearly in how he treats both Harry and the other often idealistic Gryffindor students. Now, some may say, but they were children, not adults. He never should have done that. Yet, we have no issues with putting these same children in a dangerous school full of potential life-threatening scenarios with no training, no real skill sets, and we're just okay with that. Snape never puts them in danger in his class or outside of his class, which is not something many of the other professors can claim. But in keeping to his teaching philosophy of being realistic and practical, Snape makes sure that Harry and the others are constantly reminded that real life isn't fair. By sometimes treating them unfairly in the classroom, it's a mirror to how life will treat them later on. He would not be the professor to give out participation trophies for showing up and being on a team, because that's not how real life works. So that is not how he ran his classroom. Now, there's no denying that he often uh, set up this scenario in potions. Snape also makes sure that many times what Harry expects is not what Harry gets. Now, while this philosophy may not be something we look at as positive or even agree with, as far as teaching abilities, especially in a potentially dangerous magical world, it was effective. Number two, Snape knows his subject matter. When Lupin speaks of Snape's ability to brew particularly complex potions, he says, there aren't many wizards who are up to making it, speaking of the Wolfsbane's potion in Prisoner of Azkaban. Now we know, according to the books, Snape was a master potioneer, and his abilities served not only in the classroom, but the broader wizarding world as well. We can't forget the concoction he brews to extend Dumbledore's life after Dumbledore messes with the ring. Plus, we have Snape's own potion school book from the Half-Blood Prince as evidence of how good he was at the subject. He was better than the textbook and better than the professor teaching him. And while many of the other professors also know their subject matter, we also see that some of them don't and other professors were hired with no abilities whatsoever. Three, classroom management. Now, classroom management is necessary for an effective classroom, not only in the wizarding world, but in the real world as well. Education students take many classes on this in college. Without it, you won't be able to teach anything, no matter how well you know the subject or even how well the students like you. Snape has excellent discipline and control over his classroom environment. In the first book, Philosopher's Stone, Snape's classroom management is described this way. He spoke in barely more than a whisper, but they caught every word. Like Professor McGonagall, Snape had the gift of keeping a class silent without effort. I love this quote because it shows us specifically that both McGonagall and Snape had excellent classroom management and under tight control. 
Students were not goofing off or talking in either class. And that it was done by both teachers without yelling, threatening, or even raising their voices. While Snape does have his emotional moments, in the classroom, we see far more evidence in the books that this was how he maintained control. And it is even called a gift that he and McGonagall share together. Now, he did call out disobedient students. Professor Snape, very much like McGonagall as well, didn't hesitate to call out students who were not doing what they were asked. We all know this famous quote spoken by Snape to Hermione in Prisoner of Azkaban. Are you incapable of restraining yourself, or do you take pride in being an insufferable know-it-all? Now, in the book, Snape had already told Hermione repeatedly to put her hand down and not speak out of turn, but Hermione refused to listen to him, so he called her out for it. And what I love in the book is that the class all got angry at him for it, but it was also stated that everyone in the classroom called Hermione a know-it-all once a week, and Ron twice a week. So she clearly annoyed every student with her antics so much that they all insulted her about it weekly. Snape, however, called her out for it. In the books, Hermione is a much more annoying and disobedient student than she comes across in the movies. And whether we agree or disagree with the way he called her out, it's clear that Snape was not going to continue to let her get away with blatant disobedience. Now, there are many other moments where Snape calls out students, and frankly, he isn't very nice about it. I myself had my share of teachers and coaches growing up that did the same, And honestly, looking back, some of those same teachers and coaches were actually my favorites. They didn't put up with anything, but I learned under them. So whether we agree with this method or not is a matter of opinion, but it is something Snape used effectively to keep control in his room and to put the students in their place. Number four, writing and teaching an effective curriculum. Remember when Hagrid started teaching care of magical creatures and he started off with one of the hardest things, like a paddock full of hippogriffs? Well, this is something a well-seasoned teacher would never do. As evidence from the first book, you can't expect students to just know how to handle complex things. Many times, people will accuse Snape of just writing instructions on the board and berating students when they fail, providing no assistance whatsoever. But we also have to remember, Snape actually starts off very simply and works his way up with the students, as a teacher should. We see an example of this in the following quote. Snape put them all into pairs and set them to mixing up a simple potion to cure boils. He started simply, he allowed for group work, and he worked his way up each year with his class. He provided step-by-step instructions, and he knew better than to start with anything too complex or dangerous. The same can't be said for all the professors. Snape knew what he was doing, and he knew how to build on prior knowledge as the students progressed. He had a plan, he had a careful curriculum that he wrote, and he also adhered to in the classroom. Even Umbridge couldn't find fault with his competence, and she remarked in Order of the Phoenix that his classes seemed, and I quote, fairly advanced for their level. 
showing that his curriculum works, and not only that, his teaching of the curriculum works. Another point in his curriculum is that he's one of the only professors we ever see that actually teaches theory in both his potions class and later in Defense Against the Dark Arts. He teaches the why things work the way they do, rather than simply teaching the subject. Number five, Snape cares about his students' learning, their grades, and exams. Now, we often think of Snape as not caring about students, but usually people make that kind of remark speaking of his emotional connection to the students, that he was mean or he did not coddle, he didn't care about the students' feelings, etc. And while, yes, many teachers are very compassionate and emotionally invested in their students, there are also plenty who are not. I think the main issue here is that Snape feels more like a rigorous and disconnected college professor rather than a motherly elementary school teacher. And again, this goes back to his realist philosophy. He knows the dark side of the wizarding world firsthand, and he knows that these kids are going to have to face some very dark things before they even reach adulthood. So he's not one to pretend that everything is okay or to try and shield them from it. I think a lot of his teaching style accounts for that, especially with Harry himself. But the truth is, when we talk about how good of a teacher he is, we have to look at results, which is not that different from the real world. When we look at a teacher's student success rate or a student's test scores, we say this teacher is a good student, this teacher is not, or excuse me, this teacher is a good teacher or this teacher is not a good teacher. These are ways that we determine if real world teachers are good. So we could use a similar approach here with Snape as well. For example, here's a quote by Snape from the Order of the Phoenix. So whether you are intending to attempt newts or not, I advise all of you to concentrate your efforts upon maintaining the high pass level I have come to expect from my owl students. Snape had a high pass level on owls, which means the kids weren't just teaching themselves here. Snape was excellent at his subject, but not only that, he was clearly excellent at passing on this knowledge to his students. Just because you're a teacher doesn't mean you can actually teach. You can be as caring and sensitive as you want, but if the students don't actually gain knowledge and learn under your guidance, then as a teacher, well, you haven't really done your job. Teachers in the real world are called to be a lot of things that they really shouldn't have to be. Secondary parents, counselors, life coaches, etc. But in both worlds, the teacher's primary job is still to teach a subject to a student. Snape obviously could do that well, as his students learned under his watchful eye. Many times people focus on Neville and how he couldn't learn anything under Snape's style of teaching. But it is clear from the books that Neville passed his exams, so even Neville learned in Snape's class, enough to pass his exams. It is clear that almost all of Snape's students succeeded in potions and were also advanced. Umbridge herself remarked on this. And even the not really great students, making Snape a pretty effective professor if you think about it. And if you define teaching as passing on skills and proficiency in a subject onto your students, well, Snape did that very well.
Now, other people argue that Snape failed Harry or Neville. Well, even the best teacher can't effectively teach everyone. Neville is an example of that. He was bumbling, struggling, and not good at school. Not just in potions, but all of his other classes except for Herbology. As for Harry, well, people say he was bright. Snape never never gave him a fair chance. But if you read the books, the amount of times he needs Hermione's assistance for homework with all of his subjects is pretty impressive. And while he does care about school more than Ron does, Harry is not a model student in any way. He takes the easy way out most of the time. He does have skills in certain areas, and he's gifted with an innate magical ability, such as being able to cast the Patronus charm as such a young student. But that doesn't mean he was a good student. And speaking of Harry, for the last bit of this episode, I want to talk about some things that Snape specifically taught Harry outside of the classroom. The first one, I want to say, you know, Snape and Dumbledore, they were both like parts of Mr. Miyagi in The Karate Kid. Dumbledore was the kind life coach kind of mentor to Harry. Snape was the practical teach the survival skills kind of mentor. And a lot of people don't want to think of Snape as a mentor because we think of that archetype as one who encourages and develops their mentee and helps them grow. But in the case of fantasy or action stories, the mentor also teaches their mentee how to fight and survive. And this is something that Snape actually provides Harry. Though because of his background and his status as a double agent, Snape has to teach Harry in subtle ways. And he has to be very clever in what he teaches him. And the fact that Snape manages to do this makes him, again, a very effective teacher. Harry was being taught things even when he didn't always realize it at the time. Snape's quotes, quote, Control your emotion, discipline your mind. That was a huge piece of advice and a teaching moment that Harry really needed for most of his story arc. But not only that, Snape taught Harry so many valuable survival skills and lessons. We think about Expelliarmus. It became Harry's signature spell, and it's one he learned as a direct result of Snape using it in the dueling club. And it wasn't an accident. If we know anything about Snape, we know that nothing he does is done without thought or planning. Oculumency. Now, though Harry tries and doesn't master it, ultimately it wasn't for Snape's lack of trying or teaching ability. Nonverbal spells. When Harry chases Snape down after Dumbledore's death, and Snape immediately and easily deflects everything Harry throws at him with nonverbal spells, it was an unspoken lesson in something Harry needed to learn to do as well. Snape even says to him, Blocked again and again and again until you learn to keep your mouth shut and your mind closed, Potter. And I could go on and on about all the subtle things Snape manages to teach Harry over the course of the books, but I will stop here for today. So was Snape a good teacher? Looking at the criteria and basing him on the criteria, I would say yes. Do we agree with all of his methods? Definitely not. Can we really rank him according to how a real-world teacher should act? No, of course not. We're looking at Snape in a fantastical setting uh, with students who are constantly put in life-threatening situations. 
So did he model correct behavior? Yeah. Did he effectively correct them when they messed up? Not so much. Did he have a lot of patience for those who were struggling? Again, no. We have to agree with all of that. In many ways, he ran his classroom, as I said, like a college-level class as far as expectations of students managing on their own after they were instructed, without him having to coddle. And yes, they were children, at least for the first few years. But you also have to take into account that they lived in a world where 11-year-old students have to navigate moving staircases that could easily cause them to fall to their deaths. Students that had to attend classes while adults knew that there were creatures inside the walls of the school that could easily kill them. Students who were expected to go to classes as normal while there were dementors around who could easily kill them. Students who were given detention in the Forbidden Forest where there are things that could easily kill them, etc., etc. And when you compare that with teachers who bully with insults or treat students like college-age students with a hands-off teaching approach and high expectations and then get snappy with you when you don't, well, the teachers really don't look all that bad compared to everything else the students had to face on a social, emotional, and physical level at Hogwarts. I think causing Hermione to cry by insulting her teeth or causing Neville to be afraid because you demand that he follow directions and not screw things up, while those aren't great things, compared to what the students really face in the magical world, those moments seem a bit tame and not nearly as life-altering to his students growing up. So whether we like Snape or not, or agree with his teaching philosophy or practices or not, the fact remains that if we measure him by student success— which is something that real-world teachers are also measured by, Snape was a good teacher. He knew his subject. He wrote effective and building curriculum. He gave clear and easy-to-follow instructions. All his classes were advanced for their ages, and the majority of his students passed their newts and owls, and passed them well. So by those factors, Snape was a great teacher. And there you have it. Next episode, we will talk about books and, in particular, self-publishing. And then after that, we will delve back into some more fandom things. If you're interested in my books, you can check out my author website, christyjwhitney.com, or you can follow my cosplay and books on my TikTok, at Christy J. Whitney. Thanks so much for joining me today. <laughs> <laughs>